Good morning, people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans. Here's another day, September 21st, 2020. Today being Monday. Nice rain outside. The time is 10.50 a.m. I have a prophetic songs and, and the word of God given by the Holy Spirit. He's teaching us today about Jesus' temptation by the devil in the desert. And he's teaching us how he did not yield to temptation. He's also teaching us that we who have the word in us, when the devil comes to tempt us, we don't have to yield as well. We, we choose to not yield. Or to yield, but we don't have to. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is right there with us, with his grace, and he will help us not to yield to temptation. I pray that when you get this message, that all will be well with you, and the peace of God that passes all understanding is guarding your heart and mind. So my prophetic songs this morning number one is yield not to temptation because yielding is sin yield not to temptation for yielding is sin each victory will help you some other to win fight manfully onward dark passions subdue look ever to jesus he'll carry you through shun evil companions Bad language disdain, God's name hold in reverence, nor take it in vain. Be thoughtful and earnest, kind-hearted and true. Look ever to jesus he'll carry you through to him that all come it god give it a crown through fate we shall conquer though often Cast down he who is our Savior, our strength will renew. Look ever to Jesus, he'll carry you through. Ask the Savior to help you comfort strengthen and keep you he is willing to
to aid you. He will carry you through. Ask the Savior to help you. Ask him to comfort and strengthen you and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you through. But you have to put your all on the altar. Sacrifice. So here is Jesus going to be tempted by the devil. But he had to put all on the altar of sacrifice. He had to yield. Question is, is your all on the altar? You have longed for sweet peace and for faith to increase and have earnestly, fervently prayed. But you cannot have rest or be perfectly blessed until all on the altar is laid. Would you walk with the Lord in the light of his word and have peace and contentment always? You must do his sweet will to be free from all ill on the altar your all you must lay oh we never can know what the lord will bestow of the blessings for which we have prayed till our body and soul he that fully control and are all on the altar is laid. Who can tell all the love he will send from above and how happy our hearts will be made. Of the fellowship sweet we shall share at his feet when our all on the altar is laid. Is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid? Your heart does the spirit control. You can only be blessed and find peace and sweet rest as you yield him your body and soul. Is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid? Your heart does the spirit control. You can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest 
as you yield him your body and soul. So it's a yielding. It's the yielding. I'm going to turn to a scripture. We have to know that God is the king. Is he the king over your life? I want him to be the king over my life. And I definitely want him to be the king over your life. The psalmist says in Psalm 47. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great God over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved, Selah. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. He is the king. So here comes the devil comes to tempt the king of kings. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. His name is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, he is the king of kings he is the lord of lords his name is jesus 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 oh he is the king so when troubles in your life sing praises 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 hallelujah for god is your king over all the earth sing praises to your king with understanding so clap your hands and shout all ye people for he is to be praised to be praised when troubles in your life sing praises when troubles in your life sing praises Hallelujah, for God is your king over all the earth. Sing praises unto him with understanding. 
Oh, clap your hands and shout, all ye people, for he is to be praised, to be praised. Sing praises unto God, sing praises. Sing praises unto God, sing praises. Hallelujah. For God is your King over all the earth. Sing praises unto Him with understanding. Oh, clap your hands and shout, all ye people. For He is to be praised, to be praised. I feel like running, 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 shouting, skipping. Praise the Lord for what he has done for me. He has set my spirit free. I feel like running, running, shouting, praising. Praise the Lord for what he has done for me. You must pass the temptation test. And so, here is Jesus passed that test with flying colors. And every day of our life, as long as we live, we will be tested but we don't have to yield to temptation because we have the helper the holy spirit who will help us not to yield to temptation so this morning we are studying the book of matthew chapter 4 verses 1 to 11 we might go further than that, but right now, verses, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. I'll read it in your hearing. It says, Jesus is tempted by the devil. Verse 1, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. He was led up of the Spirit. So, to be tempted of the devil. The Holy Spirit led him. A lot of times, certain things happen to us and we just like, oh my gosh, that's the devil. But there are times the Holy Spirit would lead us some, into somewhere because He's going to have us to go through a test. But we don't have to yield because the Holy Spirit is right there with us in our test. Teaches, teaches us, and now it's time for the test. The teacher's going to stand in the corner and watch you. You have to pass the test. Because the lesson should have been inside of you. Draw from it. 
Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterwards hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now how would he have said that? Remember now, now this is not his, in his divinity, this is, this is, this is his humanity. So in, in his humanity, he must have studied the scroll. He must have had the word in him, even though he was the word. But he still had to put the word in him because he was in his humanity. He had to study the word. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Thank God for the ministering angels. Because by that time, Jesus was weak and weary, and he was very vulnerable. He was hungry. And so a lot of you go on 21-day fast beginning at the beginning of the year. And some of you go on it not because you really hear the Holy Spirit talk to you. You go on it because you are told by your ministers, we are going on this 21-day fast at the beginning of the year. Because this started in America. And so we picked up the spirit and we believe that, okay, in the beginning of the year, we're going on this Daniel fast. Daniel had an assignment. Because he had an assignment, God put him on that. I've known of people who've gone on that Daniel fast and I'm away on, on, on a mission. And I picked them up in this, in my spirit, they're, they're about to faint and die. Some of them I knew and I called back to Nassau and ministered to them because they was about to faint and die. You better hear God when you go, when you have to hear him saying this to fast. And some people go on fast, whatever is inside of you. When you go on that fast, and that fast about to end, 
that thing in you, the enemy can tempt that thing in test that thing inside of you. And if it's still there full grown inside of you, when you came, when you come out of that fast, if you used to smoke and you go on fast to stop it, when you come off that fast, you're going to be so vulnerable. You're going to have an insatiable thirst to put that cigarette in your mouth because you got to go through that test. And so you make sure that God, the Holy Spirit, is putting you on the fast, not because man say go on it. A lot of people go on fast and they come back out of fast worse than they went in. And you wonder how come there's no change. And some of some people go, they said, oh, Wednesday and Thursday, I'm turning down my plate. But Friday and Saturday, you filling up that plate with enough food to last for a week. Okay? When I was growing up, they had a saying, a curious bird is a pelican. He can put in his beak more than really he can. But he'd pack up his beak. So you go on that fast and God didn't send you there. After you turn on the plate for two days, the next two days, you're eating enough for a whole week and the next week. And not only that, there are times when you come off it, you're cursing and swearing. What happened? Did God put you there? Be very careful when you, because when you're fasting, you open, you're quite open to the, to the elements. When you're really fasting, you should shut yourself in because your spirit is wide open. I remember one time I went on a three-day fast, but I had to go out and a man was passing by and he was cursing and cursing. And by the time I pass off, pass him, all I could hear is in my spirit, the curse words, and I don't curse. And I was like, then the Holy Spirit said, yeah, open up. Really, when people fast, they should shut themselves away. So from then, whenever God had put me on a fast, long fast, I would shut myself in my house until it was over. Because you open up to the enemy. So... Jesus is tempted. Matthew chapter 1. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Here is his, here is his test. This time of testing showed that Jesus really was the son of God. Able to overcome the devil and his temptations. A person has not shown true obedience if he or she has never had an opportunity to disobey. Can I say that again? A person has not shown true obedience if he or she has never had an opportunity to disobey. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2, I'll find that. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 2 declares, And thou shalt remember 
all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and approve thee to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no, to humble thee. to prove thee to know what was in thine heart so here jesus going through this humiliation he had to be humble his heart had to be checked to know what was in his heart whether he was going to yield to the enemy or yield to his father god This is what happened. They were led, God led Israel into the desert to humble and to test them. God wanted to see whether or not his people would really obey him. We too will be tested because we know that testing will come. We should be alert and ready for it. Remember, your convictions are only strong if they hold up under pressure. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 continues. The devil also called Satan tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden. And here he tempted Jesus in the desert. Satan is a fallen angel. He is real. You hear people saying, oh, he ain't real. He ain't got no power. Yes, he's real. And yes, he has power. God didn't take it from him. He is real. He is not symbolic. He is real. And is constantly fighting against those who follow and obey God. Satan's temptations are real and he is always trying to get us to live his way or our own rather than god's way but jesus will one day reign over all creation but satan tried to force his hand and get him to declare his kingship prematurely You know something what just came to me? Many are called, but few are chosen. But even if you're called and you're chosen, you have to wait. David didn't go and sit on that throne. First, he was a shepherd boy taking care of the sheep. And he had to wait with the sheep, take good care of the sheep, until it was now time for the prophet to come there to anoint someone. The prophet didn't even know who he was going to anoint, but the oil knew. <laughs> and so after David was anointed with the oil, he still could not go and take over his ruler as a king. That would have been premature. I'm going to read another story. So Satan tries to force us to go forward when God isn't ready for us to go forward. You go forward, you go with no anointing. 
But Satan tried to force his hand and get him to declare his kingship prematurely. If Jesus had given in his mission on earth to die for our sins, that was his mission. To die for our sins and give us the opportunity to have eternal life would have been lost if he had given in to Satan prematurely. When temptations seem especially strong, or when you think you can rationalize giving in, consider whether Satan may be trying to block God's purposes for your life or for someone else's life. I'm bringing real to you. There was a time I went on a 14-day fast consecration and God put me on it. I was at a particular church on an assignment. And a week before the consecration was over, God gave me a dream. And he showed me this man. He showed me this hairdresser. He showed me this man calling me. He showed me this hairdresser setting up this man to call me. The day after the fast, I went to have my hair done. To the hairdresser that he showed me in the dream. Soon as I reached there, she said, Oh, I was trying to find you. And I wish I had your number, but I couldn't find you. Say, because a gentleman wanted to speak to you. I said, a gentleman wanted to speak to me. She said, yes. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to give him Jesus. So she politely go and calls the gentleman. He comes on the phone. I mean, with all his sweet words and so forth. And I remember the dream. That was the devil. And the Lord had me to rebuke him. Rebuke him sharply. So you see the temptation came. Because the enemy knew. I was single. I wasn't married. Of course, years ago I was married. But here I am, the devil figured, okay, I'm going to tempt her flesh. And I know she's going to yield. No, sir. Uh-uh. God will alert you. So that man got rebuked, sharply rebuked. Satan may be trying to block. If I had yielded. The purposes God had for my life would never been fulfilled. Satan may be trying to block God's purposes for your life or for someone else's life. This temptation by the devil shows us that Jesus was human. And it gave Jesus the opportunity to reaffirm God's plan for his ministry. It also gives us an example to follow when we are tempted. Jesus' temptation was an important demonstration of his sinlessness. He would face temptation and not give in. Jesus was tempted by the devil, but he never sinned. I'll repeat that. Jesus was tempted by the devil, but he never sinned. Although we may feel dirty after being tempted. Yeah, 
because in your mind you'll be oh my gosh why but you don't have to yield we may feel dirty after being tempted because when driving and all those curse words in my spirit you could imagine how i felt i had to pray that and flush it out i had to praise it out i had to worship it out until it was gone you, you know you're driving and all of a sudden someone with a big music box praying all kind of nonsense and they're already gone left you but you can still hear it in your spirit because your spirit is open you have to worship and flush it out we should remember that then that temptation itself is not sin temptation is not sin when we sin we give in and disobey god so when we yield that's the sin remembering this will help us turn away from the temptation jesus wasn't tempted inside the temple or at his baptism but in the desert where he was tried alone and hungry and thus most vulnerable the devil often tempts us when we are vulnerable when we are under physical or emotional stress for example when we are lonely i've had the devil tempt me i'm home sitting down no children family deserted huh friends who i thought were friends forsake me i'm sitting home lonely lonely up comes the devil dressed in all white that was when i didn't lock my gate walks past my window and i'm sitting looking outside and he comes now people think that the devil travels to the pitchfork no he could be as beautiful and handsome as ever he occupies people who are open to let them let him use them so crisp linen suit he looks through the window said sis i said how can i help you rang the doorbell he said god sent me to you and said uh, i must give you this ten dollars now i was very vulnerable i didn't even have grits in my house so if i didn't hear the spirit of god talking to me i'd open up my door he said and then by the way um god said that you're my wife because my wife can have a big house i stood up i didn't open the door i looked outside i said yes god show me you in my dream last night i say get out of my yard the lord rebuke you satan and he walked away so yes when we are lonely when we are tired when we're weighed down with big decisions that we have to face or when we are weighed down with uncertainty but he also likes to tamper us through our strengths where we are most susceptible to pride yes luke chapter 4 verse 3 
I'll find that right right now. Luke chapter 4. He's very cunning. Luke chapter 4 and verse 3. It says, And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Luke 4 and 3. He is very cunning. Satan may tempt us to doubt Christ's true identity. He knows that once we begin to question whether or not Jesus is God, it's far easier to get us to do what he wants. Times of questioning can help us sort out our beliefs and strengthen our faith, but those times can also be dangerous. If you're dealing with doubt, realize that you are especially vulnerable to temptation. Even as you search for answers, protect yourself by meditating on the unshakable truths of God's word. Sometimes when we attempted to do, sometimes what we attempted to do isn't wrong itself. Turning stones into bread wasn't necessarily bad. Because, <laughs> I mean, Jesus had all power to do whatever. That's the power of God. So turning stones into bread wasn't necessarily bad. The sin was not in the act, but in the reason behind it. The devil was trying to get Jesus to take a shortcut to solve Jesus' immediate problem at the expense of his long-range goals, to seek comfort at the sacrifice of his discipline. Satan often works that way, persuading us to take action, even right action, for the wrong reason or at the wrong time. The fact that something is not wrong in itself does not mean that it is good for you at a given time. Many people sin by attempting to fulfill legitimate desires outside of God's will or ahead of his timetable. Let's first ask, is the Holy Spirit leading me to do this or is Satan trying to get me off the track? Often, we are tempted not through our weaknesses, but through our strengths. Yes, the devil tempted Jesus where he was strong. Jesus had power over stones, you know. The kingdoms of the world, he had power, and even over angels. And Satan wanted him to use that power without regard to his mission. When we give in to the devil, and wrongly use our strengths, we become proud and self-reliant. Trusting in our own powers, we feel little need of God when we trust in our own powers. To avoid this trap, we must realize 
that all our strengths are God's gifts to us. And we must dedicate those strengths to his service. Yes, we will be tempted by the tempter, the devil. We must guard at all times against his attacks. The devil's temptations focus on three crucial areas. He focuses on the physical needs and desires. The physical needs. Jesus was hungry. He was weary. He was tired. He was focused on possessions and power. He was focused on pride. First John 2 and 15 says, First John 2 and 15 declares, Love not the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, verse 16 of First John, chapter 2, verse 15 says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. But Jesus did not give in. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says that Jesus has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. He knows firsthand that we are experiencing, he knows what we are experiencing, and he is willing and able to help us in our struggles. When you are tempted, turn to him for strength, not your strength, but him. Matthew chapter 4, verse, 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 verse 3, it says, And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. We're talking about bread. I remember when when I first had the encounters with, 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 with God. There was nothing in this house, but I had taken in a, a, a mother and son who had nowhere to stay. And now here it is. We are, we are hungry because there's no food here. And I got a call from my mother saying, oh, I could come there. She have some bread for me. So I go now with the woman and her son and my daughter. And my mother says, oh, here's the loaf of bread. But this, is, this bread is not for stragglers. I looked at her. I said, if they cannot eat the bread, then I cannot eat the bread. And I walked away from the bread. But when I came home, not too long after that, God blessed us with food. 
you can't be tempted because guess what that was a temptation that I would yield to her I said if they can't eat it I can't eat it yet either the devil's temptation focused on three crucial areas as I said when you attempted turn to him for strength Jesus was hungry and weak after fasting for 40 days that's a long time I fasted, fasted for 30 and the end of the day that it was about at the end no one knew that I was fasting only my daughter who lived here who would go to school fix a breakfast and go and that's it I was in my room and the doorbell rang and I was like who could be ringing my doorbell this is my last day of consecration and it kept on ringing and the Holy Spirit said no get up and go to the door and as I got up I said who is it and she identified herself she said I didn't know where you live but I had to ask somebody because God gave me a message for you and he told me to bring something to you and what did she come to bring she brought some sweet milk and some cream of wheat and said that the Holy Ghost said I need to now put some food inside of me well let me tell you that was the Holy Ghost because I felt empty empty and Jesus was hungry and weak after fasting for 40 days after eating that my again my strength but he chose not to use his divine power to satisfy his natural desire for food food hunger and eating are good but the timing was wrong Jesus was in the desert to fast not to eat and because Jesus had given up the unlimited independent use of his divine power in order to experience humanity fully he wouldn't use his power to change the stones to bread we also may be tempted to satisfy a perfectly normal desire in a wrong way or at the wrong time if we indulge in sex before marriage or if we steal to get food we are trying to satisfy God-given desires in wrong ways can I repeat that we also may be tempted to satisfy a perfectly normal desire in a wrong way or at the wrong time if we indulge in sex before marriage or if we steal to get food we are trying to satisfy God given desires in wrong ways remember many of your desires are normal and good but God wants you to satisfy them in the right way and at the right time they 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 used to say don't don't squeeze the mango in other words don't the green mango but you're trying to squeeze it to make it right it's gonna hurt your stomach wait on God Jesus was able to resist the devil's temptations because he not only knew scripture but he also obeyed it we could know it and not obey it Jesus knew the scriptures and he obeyed the scripture 
in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 says Ephesians 6 and 17 says and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God he knew what the scripture says that God's word is a sword to use in spiritual combat Knowing Bible verses is an important step in helping us resist the devil's attacks. But we must also obey the Bible. Note that Satan had memorized scripture. Some people say, oh, he don't know the, he don't know the scripture. Oh yeah, he can memorize it. Satan had memorized scripture but he failed to obey it. We can memorize scripture, have all the scriptures in us, but not obeying it. Knowing and obeying the Bible helps us follow God's desires rather than the devil's. Matthew chapter four verse five says, then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and set it him on a pinnacle of the temple. The temple was the religious center of the Jewish nation and the place where the people expected the Messiah to arrive. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 1 says, Malachi 3 and 1 declares, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even a messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, said the Lord of hosts. Herod the Great had renovated the temple in hopes of gaining the Jews' confidence. The temple was the tallest building in the area. And this highest point was probably the corner wall that jutted out of the hillside, overlooking the valley below. You notice if you go around Nassau or other places, you see them, these temples, and they have to build it high, high, high. You can see it. From this spot, Jesus could see all of Jerusalem behind him and the country for miles in front of him. God is not a magician in the sky ready to perform on request. Can I say that? God is not a magician in the sky ready to perform on request. In response to Satan's temptations, Jesus said not to put God to a test, Jesus said not to put God to a test. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 16, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 16 declares, Ye shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies, and his statues which he hath commanded thee. 
So, Mr. Satan, you think you don't know the word? Yes. He studied the word. Where were we now? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Bless the Lord of oh my soul. We were we were in Matthew chapter four and we was talking about how um Satan had already taken him to the highest point and was quoting scripture to we were talking about how God is not a, a magician. You may want to ask God to do something to prove his existence or his love for you. Jesus once taught through a parable that people who don't believe what is written in the Bible won't believe even if someone were to come back from the dead to warn them. Luke chapter 16 verse 31 says, Luke 16 and verse 31 says, And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. This is a story about the rich man and Lazarus. God wants us to live by faith, not by magic. Don't try to manipulate God by asking for signs. And we do that often. All of us are guilty. The devil used scripture to try to convince Jesus to sin. Sometimes friends or associates will present attractive and convincing reasons why you should try something you know is wrong. They may even find Bible verses that seem to support their viewpoint. We need to study the Bible carefully, especially the broader context of specific verses so that you understand God's principles for living and what he wants for your life. Only if you really understand what the whole Bible says. You know, like some people will come to say, oh, but you know, I remember one of my spiritual daughters said, but mom, and the word of God say, money answered all things. I said, speak that again. Yes, it says money answered all things. Money do not answer all things. I, I said, again, okay, money buys salvation. She said, no, I never thought of that. I said, well, said, keep on repeating that and think of what money cannot buy. Can money buy healing? No. And so we need to study the whole Bible and get understanding. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the revelation. Only if you really understand what the whole Bible says, Will you be able to recognize errors of interpretation 
when people take verses out of context and twist them to say what they want them to say. So Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 and 9 says, Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. Did the devil have the power to give Jesus the kingdoms of the world? I don't think so. I know it isn't so because God has all power. Did he have the power to give Jesus the kingdoms of the world? He's a trickster. He's a liar. And he comes with, didn't God to create the world? God, the creator of the world, he have control over these kingdoms. God has control over the kingdoms. The devil may have been lying around about his implied power, or he may have based his offer on his temporary control and free reign over the earth because of humanity's sinfulness. Jesus' temptation was to take the world as a political ruler right then. That's what Satan was doing. Tempting him to take the world as a political ruler right then without carrying out his plan to save the world from sin. Could you imagine if Jesus had yielded then? Satan was trying to distort Jesus' perspective by making him focus on worldly power and not on God's plans. Verse 8, I already read verse 8, verse 9, and said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Verse 10, Matthew chapter 4, verse 10, Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Serve him. <laughs> he was not going to bow down. The devil offered the whole world to Jesus. If Jesus would only bow down and worship him. Today the devil offers us the world by trying to entice us with materialism and power. We can resist temptations the same way Jesus did. If you find yourself craving something that the world offers, quote Jesus' words to the devil and tell him, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Verse 11, Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Angels like these who waited on Jesus have a significant role as God's messengers. These spiritual beings were involved in Jesus' life on earth. First, by announcing Jesus' birth to Mary, reassuring Joseph in a dream, naming Jesus, announcing Jesus' birth to the shepherds, 
protecting Jesus by sending his family to Egypt, ministering to Jesus in Gethsemane. And so these angels had a part to play. So we've heard much today about Jesus's temple tempted temptation by the devil. We understand we too will be tempted by the devil, but we don't have to yield to the temptation. And so we don't have to yield. Jesus in his humanity did not yield. So, as I said, we will not yield. And I'll sing that song, Yield Not to Temptation. We ain't going back. We're not going to yield. We're not going back to the things we used to do. We are not going to yield. Yield not to temptation. For yielding is sin, each victory will help you, some other to win. Fight manfully onward, dark passions subdue, look ever to Jesus. He will carry you through as the Savior to help you, comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you through. So, Father, we thank you for your word. Help us by your Holy Spirit. Give us the grace not to yield to the tempter when he comes to tempt us. And Father, as you've given us this word, let us apply this word to our life. So when he comes, we know, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. We just bless you today. We ask you to guard their hearts. We ask you to put the peace of God that pass with all understanding that it will guard our hearts and minds today. Father, we ask that you keep us safe, and may your grace and mercy overshadow your people. I love you. God bless you. Have a blessed day.